Within the Geek Cave, there lives a sarcastic woman who jumped the snark years ago. With her cynicism talisman forever upon her neck, she guides you through the cinematic wasteland. It's time for the more than monthly movie review from the GRD Cinemistress, Carol the Cat. Hello, wonderful humans. This is the Cinemistress, and I went to the movies. I went and saw Scream 6. Much like last year's Scream or Scream 5, this is directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette, who also directed Ready or Not, a movie I really enjoy, and this stars Jenny Ortega and Melissa Barrera, with some old Scream characters coming back in the form of Courtney Cox and Hayden Pantieri. As the title suggests, this is the sixth film in the Scream franchise. Now, I'm not a huge fan of this franchise, I like it, but I don't love it, and quite frankly, my reason for watching these films died in the last one because I really liked the character of Dewey, but he's dead now. So I wasn't actually planning on seeing this, but then I was asked to go see it with someone, so I decided, what the hell, I'll give it a go. It's going to be a bit difficult to talk about this film without spoiling it, so I'm going to be very vague in my discussion, and then I'll go into spoilers after, and I will give you fair warning. But first, your plot. This film takes place one year after the previous film. (laughs) Oddly enough, because that film came out last year. And we once again are following sisters Sam and Tara Carpenter. Tara is now going to school in New York City, and Sam has followed her there because she is being incredibly overprotective. Also attending school with Tara are Chad and Mindy Meeks Martin. They're friends from Woodsboro. Because, you know, when you survive a serial killer attacking you, you go to college together, apparently. Also along for the ride are Sam and Tara's roommate, Quinn, Chaz's roommate, Ethan, and Mindy's girlfriend, Anika. And, of course, Ghostface, who starts killing people around Tara and Sam and leaving the masks of previous Ghostfaces, Ghostface? Ghostfaces, at the crime scenes. Investigating these crimes is Quinn's dad, Wayne, who works for the New York Police Department, and Kirby Reed a survivor of a previous Woodsboro killing spree, who is now an FBI agent. Also showing up is Gail Weathers, because, you know, you can't have a scream without Courtney Cox. From there, it's just trying to decide who amongst their group is the ghost face or ghost faces, and what relationship they have to the previous ghost face and or ghost faces. It's a scream movie. It's not that complicated. Hack, hack, blood, blood, kill, kill. And that's your plot. So let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of this film. First, the good. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this franchise, but I will say this for the Scream movies. From the first Scream to this Scream, they're very solid across the board. There's no really bad ones in the lot, and this one isn't bad. The acting is pretty solid, and they do a pretty good job of keeping you guessing as to the identity of this ghost face persona. If you liked the previous Scream movies, you're going to like this one because, like I said, they're very consistent. They know what they're doing, and they do it fairly well. This was a very good slasher film. However, it is not great, and that leads me to the bad. At a little over two hours, this does run a bit long, particularly the last 20 to 25 minutes. There is so much monologuing. I know the Scream movies are known for that, but... 
damn, it went on a long time in this one. (laughs) Also, while I appreciate that they try to keep these movies grounded a bit in reality and that you're able to fight off Ghostface for at least a little bit of time, like last year's Scream 5, there were moments where I just didn't buy that Ghostface had quite an easy time with this or that victim. I know I'm being very vague here, but I don't want to point out specifics because that would not only give away Ghostface, but who the victims all are. Let's just say that slasher physics comes into play a lot. There is also some really bad police work here, not only on a local level, but on a federal level. As for the ugly, all I can say without spoiling anything is that this Ghostface is not real great at their job. Let's just leave it at that until the spoilers. And seriously, if you know that there is a ghost face killer lurking around murdering people, would you run out and buy a ghost face costume and wear it on Halloween? Who does that? Do you want to get shot by police? Final thoughts. You know what to expect from a Scream film, and you're going to get that with this Scream film. Nothing is done poorly, but nothing is done truly magnificently either. This is just a very solid franchise, and this is a very solid entry in that franchise. I will say that I did miss the presence of Dewey and Sydney because Sydney does not show up in this one, and Dewey is dead, and I feel that Dewey was kind of the heart of these movies, and this movie is missing a little bit of that heart. Will I watch the next one in the series? Because you just know they're going to make a Scream 7. Yeah, I probably will. Because like I said, I may not love these, but they're really solid films. I'm giving Scream 6 3.5 butcher knives. I do hope they return to Woodsboro for the next film, though. I did miss that small town feel. And now spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? You tell me. Spoilers. I think this film has the most Ghostface killers. You have two would-be Ghostface killers at the beginning of the film who are then killed by the actual Ghostface killers, and there are three of them. Apparently, Richie Kirsch, one of the Ghostface killers from Scream 5, has a family, a sister, a brother, and a dad. A dad who happens to work for the NYPD. Detective Wayne is the mastermind because he is Richie's dad, and then Richie's brother and sister, Quinn and Ethan, are the other two Ghostface killers. I kind of figured there was more than one because you have instances where Ghostface is talking on the phone while killing somebody and he's not out of breath at all. So yeah, I kind of figured there was more than one, but they got me with three. I didn't realize there would be three. But let me tell you, there is not efficiency in numbers because even though there are three Ghostface killers in this movie, they fail at their objective spectacularly. Their goal is to kill Sam and Tara and all of their friends. And even though Mindy goes on and on about how legacy characters are expendable and franchise like this none of them die all of the victims in this film are characters you have just met or innocent bystanders gail is stabbed a couple of times but she survives kirby is shot and stabbed but she survives mindy is stabbed but she survives chad is stabbed like 24 30 times and he survives none of the woodsboro people die in this film These ghost faces are just terrible at their jobs. I wish somebody had used that against them at the end of this film. There's so much monologuing in the last 20 minutes that I wish one of the Woodsboro people had looked at these three ghost face killers and said, wow, you're really bad at this. Have you thought about reading the book of Saw? 
You also have instances where I'm just not buying that any of these people could take the person they're supposed to be killing. Like the last film where I had an issue with Amber killing Dewey because Amber's like a hundred pounds and she's throwing David Arquette around. That's just, I'm just not buying that. Here, none of these ghost faces are going to be able to take Gail's muscly boy toy, but they're throwing him around. And I'm like, no, no, I just don't believe that's going to happen. So yeah, slasher physics are definitely in effect here. Also, I would like to believe that the NYPD would know that one of their lead detectives has a son that was a serial killer, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I can't really hold that against this film because police forces seem kind of clueless at times. You would like to think the police force would notice one of their detectives switching bodies at a crime scene, but who knows? That thin blue line is willing to overlook a lot. This is the Cinemistress signing out. So now that we've had Ghostface takes Manhattan, are we going to have Ghostface versus Freddy Krueger? I mean, they're both Wes Craven franchises. Where do they go next with Ghostface? GRD is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. Come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit up our website at geekradiodaily.com. Find more of Carol the Cat at guardiansofthegeekery.com and purplehairedpixie.com.